like as a note like a lot of people will just not get back to you but like this morning literally I had someone that got back to me that I emailed two years ago and he was like I've got work for you (laughs) (laughs) welcome back to all things coffee in this episode we're incredibly excited to step out of our usual coffee realm and into the vibrant world of art with our special guest Lynn Bremner as a rising star in Melbourne's art scene Lynn's unique vision and creativity have graced not only local galleries, but also campus, as the artist behind Christmas Cups last year. We'll explore her journey as an artist, discuss her creative process, and discover the intersections between art and coffee that made our collaboration so special. Hello, nice to meet, nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> well, meet, see. <laughs> meet in person, yeah. Totally. So we've kind of worked together a little bit over the last six months. And so this is actually the first time we've met face to face. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. It, it is, totally. <laughs> it's kind of great to put a face to a name or to, to the artwork. So Lynn is a, an amazing artist down here in Melbourne and we're super excited to you know have you here on this podcast. And you know, one of the things we always do in this podcast is kind of ask people how they got into into coffee or how they got into their career. And I guess for us, it's like asking you, how did you get into art? Um, well, yeah, I've always been into art, but I went to art school in Scotland to study photography. Um, so that was like, a, a yeah, totally different from what I'm doing now. Um, and it was like really, really conceptual, like, like, classic art school it was like I I did like performance art and just stupid dumb stuff um so it was pretty different from what I do now um and then I just kind of shelved it for ages and worked in hospital for like 10 12 years or something wow um so I've been a barista I've done it I've made (laughs) I've made swans I've done my rosettas I've done it all um so yeah when I was working I was working for this brewery and they had like really cool artwork and all their cans and I was like I want to do that I want to do that um so yeah just I I moved over here um so yeah that brewery was was in New Zealand and I moved over here and um I was on student visa um because I I fell in love and I have to I had to come back on a student visa basically (laughs) to be with my partner (laughs) um I didn't just want to do like throw away like visa kind of study things I did um I did illustration. Um, I actually did it in Pran, just down the road. Yeah, right. Um, at Melbourne Polytechnic, which was so amazing. It was such a cool course. And uh, yeah, so I just kind of went from there. And I just, I think when COVID hit, um, I lost my hospital job. And I was like, I've just got to hustle. And <laughs> I've just got to make a go of this. So yeah, so it was, um, it was the worst of times and the best of times. And that's kind of what propelled me into really like making it, taking it seriously and making it into a career. So yeah, that's how it happened. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's quite a story. So like that first art college you went to, mm. you said that was in Wales, is that correct? In Scotland. Scotland, in Scotland. And do you feel like you actually used that at all when you came into that illustrative um, kind of path? Like tell us about those connections. Like I know you said it was just... I guess more theory. I'm guessing and, and quite exploratively. But yeah. do you feel like that actually helped formed anything at all for you? Yeah, well, like we were definitely taught. Um, we were definitely taught like the rules of photography and stuff. And I think like with my work, I use a lot of like composition. And um, so yeah, like I guess like the most well 
known photography composition thing as like the rule of thirds. And I, mm. you know, I kind of, I think I always just instinctively have that in my mind of like, oh, will this work and where will I be drawn? And um, like contrast is a big thing that um, especially, you know, I got reminded of when I did my course at, um, just down the roads mm. that, um, yeah, you want to show like high level of contrast to, of like the focal point of something. So I think, yeah, I think that really like ties in and um, just, I don't know, when you're a small business owner, you just kind of do, you wear a lot of hats and you do everything. So I do all my own photography and stuff as well. So yeah, right. um, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun to have that in my arsenal, I guess. But yeah, I don't use it as much as I should, but yeah. No, but I do think like what you said, it was quite interesting, you know, like that whole composition of artworks is paramount right and having those kind of base forms is really cool to have and mm. you went into what was the school again did you say that you went for the illustrations uh it was called melbourne polytechnic okay That's cool like, and it was the course actually solely about becoming an illustrator yeah yeah but um because it's a tafe mm. instead of so yeah i went to like an art school university back in scotland and um i think because it's a tafe it's so hands-on and they like really equip with, equip you with like real life skills that you're mm. going to actually use. Mm-hmm. And so I think like TAFE gets a bad rap, but honestly, I was like, this is so good. It's so good. And um, it was very good value as well. <laughs> I'm going to lie. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, like, it's one stop on the train away from here. So yeah, super close by. Yeah, yeah. right. And so how many years was that for? Um, that was for two years. Right. Yeah, two years. And full time, or you worked with were in hospital at the same time, or yeah, it was full time. You're only meant to work twenty hours a week if you're an international student, but right. um, we can keep it so at that. Obviously, I did that. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's it pretty tough. Like you, you just have to work all the time, and um, so yeah, I was like working full time at a bar, um, and yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty tough. But yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. So, where do you think your style came from? Did it come from that the school, or did like you got quite a unique style, right? Quite bright colors, quite dramatic compositions, mm-hmm. quite playful proportions of of objects and people. Like, where did that all come from? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think I I'm really I wouldn't call myself a graphic designer, but I'm really influenced by a lot of graphic design. I like um I like how people like play with um different colors and typography and again to like show a different focal point and stuff like that um so like I think that really influence influences my work like just that graphic style um but also um one of my mates asked me to do a mural um my first ever mural and it was absolutely enormous and I was like Ugh. <laughs> I was terrified um but I kind of really lent into that kind of graphic bold style because it's um yeah it's like a mural you want you want to be you want to be able to see all the different elements from like far away and know what everything is so it's got to be like really punchy and colorful and bright and fun to look at and um yeah so I kind of just lent into that and after doing that I just kind of stuck and I've just been exploring that ever since I guess yeah well it's quite phenomenal like you did some of Christmas illustrations for Campos and I think one of the things that everyone loved was just how bold your colour choice was. What, what, why why do you choose such bold colours? Like 
does that just out of a, the own desire or passion of yourself or do you just think it works or what's what's the story yeah, I just like color I just love that's my favorite part of it like I love like the sketching part but my favorite part is like adding all the color and like coming up with new color combinations and my, my secret is I always use pink um I think that's <laughs> the thing. so yeah um yeah I just I just again like love creating contrast with all these different colors and um yeah just like creating kind of an offbeat color palette that you wouldn't really necessarily see so yeah my they're all kind of different but same same if that makes Mm, sense so I don't always use the same color palette but it's always got a wide range of like lights and darks and a pink and (laughs) yeah common thread of consistency (laughs) yeah for sure I think like I guess my big question for you then is like you've kind of developed this really unique style it's really beautiful and quite you know iconic to yourself thank you how did you go from, as you're saying, like I know COVID was maybe one part of it, but tell us about that step from going from working in a bar to moving into becoming a small business owner, a small mm. creative business owner. Yeah, so I guess like the first few commissions I did, I was just doing, I don't know if you know Etsy, it's kind of like, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was selling like custom portraits of people. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it was good. But it was like, people are so particular and they're like, my dog's <laughs> eyes are not almond shaped. They're like, they're so <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. So it was, really, it was, it was pretty challenging. But um, so people would just ask for like a million revisions and requests and stuff. And wow. because I didn't know really what I was doing, I was like, yeah, fine. I, I didn't have any plans anyway today. <laughs> I'm just doing it. And I was doing it for so cheap as well. But I was managing to sustain myself, um, like like pay my rent and and a bit more just by doing that. And I was mm-hmm. like, maybe you could do this. So um, yeah, I wasn't really enjoying doing the portraits. It's not like it it wasn't in my current style, but it just kind of planted the seed of like, oh, maybe I can like actually do this. And then mm. um, just from there, I started like picking up a few little like different jobs. Like um, I started reaching out to like magazines and um like online websites and stuff and just being like hey do you need any illustration and um yeah that's kind of where I started to get my first few commissions like I've done a lot of stuff with the big issue in Australia and Mm -hmm. that was one of my first like like real world editorial commissions and um I got one for Vista print I don't know if you Mm. yeah so um I did their like Christmas Christmas card collection like their artist collect part of their artist collection like 2020 and that was like huge for me because I um I think like Jessica Hish was also in it she was like wow she's one of my heroes and I was like (laughs) oh my god like this is so yeah it was a bit of a cool moment for me and I was like this could actually like I could actually do this so um so yeah like I kind of went like part-time I was working in a brewery and um, just kind of working like 20 hours a week there and doing my own thing. And mm-hmm. it just, yeah, my own work just kind of like naturally eclipsed that, I guess. And I just didn't have enough time to do the hospital work anymore. So I've just been, um, yeah, I've just been doing this since November last year, like full time. So, cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Yeah. And every day is different. So it's like, yeah, it's awesome. Totally. That's quite amazing. So you actually kept working at the brewery and you just were bringing in 
as kind of like the same time you were actually doing this two things at the same time mm. do you feel like that was the best option for you to actually keep that work or was oh totally yeah 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 because yeah. I think it's really important like especially when you're starting out to have something that has like just nothing to do with your I guess like your I don't know your day-to-day I guess because it's like when you're you know, polishing glassware and like serving customers, you kind of have that time to like think creatively, I think. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, even if, in, even if my day to day now, if I'm like washing the dishes or something, sometimes I'm always like ticking in the back of my brain mm. thinking about projects and stuff. So yeah, and just, just having that like financial security, like you don't always know as an artist if, you know, it's good, it's good this month, it might not be next month. So it's like, Sometimes you don't have consistent work, so definitely, yeah. Like, and hospital is just fun. Like, where you where you're like an artist. Like, I can go like days without talking to anyone except for my partner and my dog. So mm. like, it's yeah, it's quite nice to just chat to people. Honestly, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, and you probably get so much inspiration by seeing people interacting with people. And yeah, yeah, I do think that as well. Like, I had this crazy thought with like. It's from Mad Men. I don't know if you've watched that show. I haven't. It's, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Too sexist. I, I need to watch it. Yeah, I need to watch yeah, it. Yeah. It's it's definitely you know a betrayal of of the past. Yeah. It's of the time. And yeah, so sure. I get it. it's one thing that I always kind of when I was younger was really blown away by, and it's really true. It, it really is true about a lot of creative processes. Is that uh, the guys would like cram almost like they'd spend four or five hours like really getting insight and knowledge and kind of ideas together as much as they could and then they would just go to the pub or they'd mm. go drinking or they'd go do something else yeah and all every time like the idea would pretty much pop up you know that night or early in the morning the next day like when yeah. they're not actually doing the work yeah also and naps naps are great na- that's Honestly, I'm pretty sure the main character slept on his couch most of the time. <laughs> but that actually is a legitimate, I think, believe that like in a creative process is that, you know, you you do need to cram sometimes, but then you have need to give yourself space, space for it mm. to kind of, you know, bubble away and, you know, the good stuff floats to the top almost. Totally, yeah. And yeah. so for people that, you know, that are out there wanting to potentially, you know, become a full-time illustrator or, or creative, what... What do you reckon your bits of advice would be? Um, yeah, I wouldn't wait for people to come to you. You definitely <laughs> like, you should be waiting a long time. Like, um, yeah, as I said, like I started um, just like emailing my portfolio off to people and just mm. being like, do you need any illustration work? And yeah, just like as a note, like a lot of people will just not get back to you, but like this morning, literally I had someone that got back to me that I emailed two years ago and he was like, I've got work for you. <laughs> so, <I was> like, <laughs> what? so um, yeah, I think you just need to put yourself out there and like, um, like get a community, like, like Instagram's awesome. Like put your work on there and stuff and um, just have like, have like a few people that you can like bounce your, bounce your work off and like kind of get feedback from and be open to feedback. Like sometimes it's, not going to be what you want to hear but it'll make you better and Mm. um yeah like I think yeah having community for sure and just getting your work out there and trying not to be too shy about it and you know just if it if it's shit sorry um just make something else tomorrow like it's totally fine you know like yeah 
Totally. Sorry, can I swear? Yeah, yeah you can. Okay. Yeah, 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 no, no, that's totally fine. <laughs> so I'm Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> so just, I like, I think, did you email just info at Vistaprint or info, like how did mm. you actually contact these people? Um. Yeah, a lot of people, you just have to like, you're, oh my God, it's like you'll be like searching Doom, doom scrolling on LinkedIn, you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're in the depths of it. And then um, you're like, yeah, you'll maybe like find like, if you go onto the website, there'll be like an info, yeah, like you say, like info or sales at blah, 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 dot com. And then you're like, oh, I can see the art director's name is Jeremy. So maybe I'll try Jeremy at blah, 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 dot com. <laughs> and just like, you'll get pingbacks, they won't go through, and then eventually you'll hit gold. Um, so yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of effort, but it does, it totally pays off. Cause I think like, if you do a good job, like people chat and like, well, they'll, they'll like recommend you for stuff and they'll see like the work that you did for this company on your Instagram or website or whatever. And they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, I can hire them. So yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of hard work doing that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's putting yourself out there. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. And I saw actually the other day that you were at a market. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was like, um, a lo- so I live in a, a suburb called Fitzcray. And uh-huh. there's like, yeah, it's like a, um, a design studio there. They do a bunch of stuff and they just put on like a local market of like, yeah, local artists and people who like make clothes and stuff like that. It was, it was sick. Yeah, it was super cool. So, and would you recommend doing stuff like that? Yeah, totally. Like, I mean... For me, that was like cool to meet other people in my community, like mm. yeah, where I live and kind of connect with people that way. Um, and yeah, again, it just like, it's just, you know, I didn't really make that much money, but it's not really about that. It's mm. like more making connections with other people and letting people see your work and stuff. So um, I probably could have made more money if I put more effort in, <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, just take it, take it, like <laughs> just take it away. Um, so, yeah, I think that's super important to like, yeah, just make connections in your local community and stuff. So, mm. yeah. What did the university say or the TAFE story say about it? Because I do know like a lot of people do these degrees of illustration or painting and well, let's particularly illustration and graphic design and pretty much they always just think the only option is going to work for an agency. Was mm. that like a thing that they suggested or is it more like, going out on your own or like what was their kind of opinion on you know the future for you um I think they were just like really encouraging of everyone's own individual path if that kind mm-hmm. of makes sense so like I mean I had a really clear idea that I wanted to be freelance and mm. um I was maybe a bit naive because like when I was there I was like I want to be full-time for the arts by the end of this year and I was just <laughs> totally like ill-equipped for that but that's okay <laughs> um but yeah, there's some people that want to work for an agency. There's some people that um, all they want to do is paint landscapes all day. Like, um, and you know, they don't really want to make money from it at all. So, mm. um, and there's some people that um, are really focused on say making like children's books or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I think they were re- just really supportive of what everyone's like individual needs were. Um, Whereas like when I went to art school in Scotland, I'm not ragging on it, but like. (laughs) It's good to tell the truth. I felt like there it was like, there's just an expectation of the kind of um, 
artiste you're gonna be and I just it just didn't fit for me I think like I'm I'm I guess like I want to be a commercial artist and I want to make things that I can feel and see in the real world and yeah I didn't feel like that was supported there I guess, but yeah yeah I think it is hard for for art in general is like there's a clear I shouldn't, shouldn't say clear but there there is the two streams of thoughts with artists for sure in terms of you'd be an authentic artist where you know you've got to get picked up by a gallery mm. you've got to go down that pathway where you don't get paid until your artwork ends up being Fifty thousand, hundred thousand yeah. dollars, whatever you get you zero until then. Yeah, like- exactly. <laughs> Cast wine, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to really struggle to earn that full. Yeah, and then yeah. there's the other one of like whether, you, like you were saying, a commercial artist where you know you are looking to kind of create and make things regularly and maybe at a more affordable price, but in a way that's kind of I don't know connects in a different way. Mm. You know, so it, it is pretty funny that way that stuff that I I, I have seen that very clearly between. A lot of people that and friends of mine as well. And so, what do you think? The, you know, the future of of art is for yourself. Oh, for me. Um, <laughs> the oh eyes of art. Oh. What is the future of art? Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, like, I'd really. I'd like to clear up, by the way, I do love a lot of like fine artists and stuff. I'm not saying that <laughs> only like commercial art or whatever that's not. But um, um, yeah, for me, like I think I'd really like to get into like animation a little bit more. So oh, yeah. try to teach myself like um, this program called After Effects, mm-hmm. which is, um, yeah, you're a graphic design background. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you'll know about that. Um, and it's really difficult, but it's like, yeah, you can spend like four hours on like 10 seconds on like five seconds of animation and then you'd be like oh that was so hard but yeah. um yeah it's really rewarding it's so fun seeing like your um your illustrations come to life so i really like that and i'd like to do a bit of like um like 3d kind of stuff um yeah. so whether that be like yeah through a program like blender or like like physical 3d stuff i think that'd be fun so yeah and just kind of keep chugging on Totally. I'm doing. I don't know. Man, I'm a huge fan of sculptural art. Mm. And I do even see a lot of people have almost gone into, I don't even know what you'd call it, but action figure art or whatever it is. That yeah, like figurines. Figurines. Yeah, yeah, stuff. I've seen that. Yeah, I yeah. do love that kind of stuff. I have this real like, I don't know, love for little, I think there's like the old rocket man kind of <laughs> rocket ships you can buy. and they're, they're, they're pretty expensive these days, but all those kind of like knick-knacky. Yeah, I love it. It's quite cool, huh? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I just love having things in my home. So, yeah, I'm all about that. <laughs> totally. Well, then we really do appreciate you coming in today. Thank you. We've loved chatting to you and we've loved kind of working with you for the past kind of few months. Yeah, and same. We do really wish you the best in the future. Thank you. Yay. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, Alex. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of All Things Coffee. If you enjoyed this episode, We'd love for you to rate us or leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, hit that follow button so you never miss a future episode. I'm your host, Alex. And until next time, happy brewing.